Love is an action verb. Kiss each other every day. Never stop dating your spouse. Yeah, okay, I say to myself, reading the Huffington Post's words of wisdom from married people to newlyweds, but that's not everything. While all this advice is important, they forgot the most important component to long-lasting happiness. Never share a sink with your spouse. <laughs> and that's our opening shot from my co-host Jen Lancaster's amazing memoir, Stories I Tell in Bars, available on iBooks, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, etc. And it introduces today's topic, which is all things HGTV. Yay! Yay! I'm Gina B. And this is Stories We Tell in Bars. I'm delighted to be with the other half of the we, Jen Lancaster. And what's your take today on the theme? I'm, I'm so excited about this. Um, but first, thank you to all our listeners who are joining us today. Yay. Whether you're here on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. Actually, why don't you let us know how you found us? You can tell us on our new Facebook page, which is facebook.com com slash stories we tell in bars and you can also email us at stories we tell in bars at gmail.com just for future reference Perfect. so now i think we should change the name of the show to jen and gina fix it all because everything we've talked about recently has a major economic impact we're economic titans we are <laughs> <laughs> that's just what people think about when they bring us up um we've hit travel the beauty industry and today all things home related which has become another multi-billion dollar industry um, I want to discuss this topic because I'm probably going to start a major reno myself at some point. That's very exciting. And I binge watch HGTV. Um, there's also House Hunters and Titan. There's all kinds of things oh, that we're, I love we're, about it. We're so going to get into it. But I have to just right off the bat say thank you to HTV, HGTV because I didn't buy a stupid house because of them. I mean, we the the whole year before we bought our house, it was nothing but HGTV in in our rental house all the time. Um, so when when if you recall, Cameron's house mm -hmm. from Ferris Bueller's Day Off I came remember. on the market, and it was where we wanted to live, and it was within our budget. We didn't buy it because we'd seen so much on HGTV, and there were just so many red flags that we didn't even step inside of it. So thank you HGTV for absolutely saving my marriage which didn't need to be saved but would have had we bought a bad house that is awesome thank you yay thank you now before we get into it i want to mention that we're also joined today by dj lee farmer who's providing our music and making us sound good thank you lee i'm biased <laughs> okay so we're gonna get right into the happy hour portion of our show with a toast and jen and i are drinking the same thing today yay! very excited so we're drinking what are we drinking it's we're red drink it's one of my Trader Joe's selections. It's Montepulciano d'Abruzzo. That's the only place that I buy wine. So why Me don't too. you give our toast? All right. I will give our toast. Today's toast is to... You know what? I really want to uh, stop and, and, and think about our victims that we've had recently of natural disasters. And so I want to recognize everyone who has been victimized by... Um, the the rains and, and storms and floods in Houston, as well as anyone in the path of Hurricane Irma, um, Puerto Rico, Florida, anybody that's there who, who needs assistance, I hope everyone is getting it. And I hope that anyone who's listening who's not in those areas has made a donation yes. um, to, to help those people. So I want to make a toast to their safety and to their rebuild. To, to, to being safe and dry. Exactly. Salute. Salute. So... In, in their comfortable house. Exactly. In their comfortable house. So we are covering all things HGTV today because 
I think this is a great unifier. My theory is that no matter who you are, no matter what walk of life, what age, what race, what religion, what creed, I believe that HGTV is what brings us together as a nation, largely because we all agree that we despise every single homeowner on every single show. <laughs> HGTV makes America hate again. <laughs> now, let me ask you something, Gina. Does it feel like the whole emphasis on making a nice home is, is a relatively new thing? Does it, doesn't that feel like that's sort of... It's kind of new. It, well, you know, in, in my life, growing up with a musician, my parents weren't the best decorators because my father was really only concerned about having enough space for his saxophones, his music. I mean, he would have taken the whole house and turned it into a studio. Okay. And so I was just happy to have my bedroom decorated. My mother decorated my bedroom pretty well, though. Like, when I was little, I had a circus-themed bedroom that was red and white. And then I got to be a... That's really cool. It was super Was your bed a tent? My bed was not a tent. It was like a red and white um, bedspread. But what made it really awesome was that my dad's brother, my Uncle Burl, who I love dearly, worked for a toy company. And he would send me the most ridiculous large stuffed animals so I had you a, were spoiled well you know what <laughs> kind of but I mean it, he was getting the stuff for free I mean it was it was a part of the perk of his job and he just thought you know I'll send it to my little niece and that was so sweet of him I was so grateful but it was um and I, I really didn't love stuffed animals honestly really but not really that you didn't much. like kids you didn't like stuffed animals what did you do as a kid I read a lot of books okay, okay. yeah and I liked electronics, but but okay. what I did love, the thing I loved, which contributed greatly to the circus theme, which actually contributes to my love of this animal today, is I had a purple stuffed elephant that was about, I don't know, two and a half feet wide and about two and a half feet tall, and it sat on my dresser, and it was my favorite thing in the world. What was and his name? I didn't name him. What? Was I supposed to name him? Uh, so many things? I don't know. Purpley? I don't... I had a bear did that I, I called Growl. I was so unoriginal with that. I had this thing. I guess they call them loveys now, like these things that kids carry around that they're attached to, little toys. And I called it Mousy. And it was probably a mouse. I think it was. Okay. And my mother, <laughs> this is so mad. This is so bad. My mother took it away from me because she didn't want me to be that kid that's carrying around some nasty little toy. And so after that, I really didn't develop an attachment for stuffed animals. Because I had mousy. Okay, anyway. that's some rosebud level shit right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do so, I need therapy? <laughs> because we're titans, it's all because of mousy. It's because of mousy. <laughs> so sad. I need therapy. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I think a lot of emphasis on feathering the nest is a response to post 9-11 America. So if you remember, no one was really traveling. Right. After terror attacks, right. and people took that money and they invested in their own homes and they began cocooning, which was actually a Faith Popcorn. We talked about her. In oh, yeah, we, we talked about her, I think, in our third podcast. I think so. And she talked about the trend of cocooning and she was absolutely accurate. Where people That's a were, good word. Yeah, I love that word. That's just, that's just cozy. Cocooning. It's it cozy and nice. Girl, like... And then you become a butterfly. Mm -hmm. it, there's nothing bad about cocooning. Now, I don't, I don't remember there being a big emphasis on decor when I was a kid. I don't think that there were a ton of shelter member uh, shelter magazines. I, I mean, there were no shows about it. And I remember like, going into, you know, random family members' homes all through my childhood, and nothing ever changed. Like, nobody was painting. Nobody was getting new carpets, new drapes, new knickknacks. Maybe I'm more tuned in now that I'm a, finally a grown-up, and I, I know that it's not acceptable to trim my 
kitchen um, <laughs> curtains with a steak knife, which is true story and absolutely happened. But I don't think I don't think anybody does that anymore. Like kids in college watch these decorating shows. My theory is that the show Trading Spaces started this whole ball rolling. Listen, you watched it, yeah? I was addicted to Trading Spaces. Paige Davis with her sassy haircut. Paige was cute. Um, Hildy was like messing up everyone's houses like she was getting paid to do so. Which she, she was, was a sociopath. Remember I am that, like, sorry. The feathers? Did you see the one where she covered someone's walls in glue and taped feathers to them? Oh, no, I don't remember the feathers. I remember her covering the every surface in someone's bathroom with fake silk flowers. I remember the one where she covered walls with glue and hay and the homeowners had little kids and they were allergic and that was the same one where she broke a bunch of glass and glued it to the fireplace okay you tell me that's not a sociopath you can't tell me she's not and you remember when she did the giant self-portrait of herself in someone's dining room she was cray to the cray hildy was crazy and i remember you know what really used to fascinate me and i used to watch for this i remember the homeowners would walk in some of them would pretend like oh this is awesome but my favorite homeowners were the ones that did not react well at all like mm. one homeowner walked out of the room and cried oh was that the that? room that was it was like a brown room yeah it was cardboard i think oh moon Haley made all the furniture with cardboard <laughs> like, she you know she was sitting in the production meetings like what's it going to take for you motherfuckers to fire me <laughs> I hate you. I hate this job. I hate television. I hate Paige Davis. Oh my god! But you know who my favorite was? I bet Vern Yip. It, yes, I loved. Who knows Vern you? Yep, Vern. If I ever saw Vern come into my house, I would be super excited. But you know what? I always thought about trading spaces. Like, who would I trade spaces with? Who? How could I get on the show? But then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. If there's yeah. a chance that Hildy could come in here, I would just say no. I pulled well, the ripcord. When the homeowner it. saw that, they're like, they would be so excited to work with Hildy because they knew she wasn't going to mess up their things. Right. Exactly. You know? But like, people would be excited about Genevieve Gorder, about oh, Frank. Genevieve was great. Yeah, Genevieve. Like all these guys. All of the people on this show have gone on to do big things in the design world, except for Hildy. Oh, no. no. Because she's in a mental institution. <laughs> or someone She's in jail. Her. Right. No, I think that she's more likely to have killed people. Right. She was just great. I just couldn't with her. I mean, that was just... I mean, I had... I used to love nothing more than a good Trading Spaces marathon. That was the best. Because I just would... As a matter of fact, it's what I used to do on Christmas. Because while my parents were, were having mm-hmm. dinner someplace, I would say, you know what? I think I'm going to stay home and have Thai food and watch the, the Trading Spaces Marathon. And that's, <laughs> that's how I started abandoning my parents for Christmas. <laughs> so sad. Anyway. Okay. I, I don't know if that's happy or sad because it just makes me think of Fletch in his Mystery Science Theater by himself on, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, that made me super happy. But you know what's so nice is now Lee would do that with you. Yes. You would ignore everybody together. Yeah, he, he's not happy about it. But because yeah. you've cocooned. We have cocooned. We're cocooning. We have cocooned. And I, my house needs work, but I'm trying to cocoon. Your house is great. I, it, it's, you have a great cocoon house. It looks good, but the smell is not terrific because of all the pets. And we'll get to pets so on a different show. Okay. There, there's a lot of pets. Now, I think there are a lot of reasons that home decorating has become such a thing. I mean, it's it's such a thing now. You could point to the growth of the internet and advances in technology, which paved the way for lifestyle blogging do you are there any lifestyle blogs that you follow not so much i'm more of a youtube follower now than a lifestyle blog follower youtube is just so passive like lifestyle when you read the blogs at least you have the tab up 
Well, I it's so, like one step removed from from lazy. I, you know what? I have gotten to the point where you should see how I work. We can go upstairs. I'll show you. It's mission control up there. Mm. So I have two computers that I work on, and there's a huge screen in the middle, and then beneath the huge screen, there's a there's a YouTube, there's um an iPad. So because you multitask, you I, know I'm the person who can only have one window open at a time. Well, you know what? You're better than me because you know what I think multitasking is. This is my theory. Multitasking is just fucking everything up at the same time. <laughs> That's what multitasking is. So I find myself doing a lot of that. But sometimes I'll just throw a YouTube. If I'm doing some passive work, I'll just go and see what my favorite YouTubers are doing. And I like the visual. So I haven't done any lifestyle blogs. Oh, I, fo- I follow a ton of them, and I can't think of one of them right <laughs> now. But I also love um, I love apartment therapy. I love curbed. I go I to a lot like of shelter like websites. I go to house. I like house. House I like is house. good. So when I'm looking for new ideas, because uh, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm going to be doing a reno. So I, I do house. And I follow a lot of. For some reason, I follow a lot of like. I guess the lifestyle bloggers where they're not just, they don't not just have phenomenally decorated homes, but they have little kids and they're doing like all their home cooked organic things. And I'm like, I don't know how anybody does it. I think you can concentrate on one thing and do it well. So I don't know. I, I don't understand how they do it and they all look good. You know what I do? For, what I do, I look on Pinterest for stuff and there are these people that specialize in organizing things and I get obsessed with that because I, I like to organize Pinterest stuff. for a long time because I thought, I don't think people who go to Pinterest actually do things. I think they just go and pin things and it makes them feel like they've done things. Well, maybe, but you know what's really great? Do you do you, any you of the things like? you see on Pinterest? I don't make the crafts, but so sometimes part I of the problem. get organizing <laughs> ideas. But you know what the fun, the fun thing to look at is look for, I'll send you a link. I'll probably post it on the Facebook page. Pinterest fails. Uh-huh. Where people have tried to do the things they see on Pinterest and they failed miserably and they post pictures and it's hysterical. So I do get into that. But I do like to, to get organizing tips from Pinterest because I'm always trying to find ways to organize stuff. So that works That makes for me. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I think the other part of the equation for why like lifestyle has become such a thing is because of the influx of affordable home stores. I mean, mm-hmm. when we were, when we were, Little, there was no Pottery Barn. There was no Crate and Barrel. There was no Home Goods. Home Goods. There was there was no great item. Uh, uh, there was no great section in Target of things that you would absolutely want to bring into your house. Now, yeah. I just read that the predicted growth rate for physical stores that do Home Goods stuff, um, 8.87% predicted rate of growth over the next five years. But online, the predicted rate of growth is more like 20%. Not surprising. So where do you shop when you go online for home stuff? I bought dressers. And did I get them from Wayfair.com? I might have gotten them. I like Wayfair. I haven't ordered anything, but I like to look at it. You know what? I was really pleased with my dressers. I ended up getting two. So I put them back to back and all side by side. And I like the quality. I got, but I read a lot of reviews. And I got dark wood dressers that I really appreciate with deep drawers. Oh, that's nice. Um, because I need deep drawers. I have a lot of crap. So, um, yeah. I hate I, I a shallow to, drawer. I, I never think too. about it, but what I hate a shallow drawer. What do you put shallow drawers? Like, just do you hate underwear? shallow drawers? Tell us on Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate Don't a damn shallow drawer. Nobody cares yeah. about <laughs> shallow drawers. Shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about you? Now, I, for a while, had a really big obsession with One King's Lane. Huh. Because, I, I think because you had to... 
win things. It's not like an eBay, um, but it, they would announce a collection and they they have everything. Like there's everything in the entire world, all sorts of vintage stuff. Here's a beach theme. Here's a, here's a, I was going to say a shellfish theme, but that's really specific. But they have every single thing you could possibly ever, ever, ever want to put into your house. And once you put an item in your cart, because they have a lot of one of the kind things, it's only yours for 10 minutes. So you have 10 minutes to check out oh. or put another item in it's your like, cart. And it's then, like Nordstrom does that too. Yes. And, and it's, it's, it, it makes me anxious. It does make me so, anxious. So, um, a few years ago, like back before I lost weight, I was buying everything for my house because everything in the house fits. You know, like clothes didn't look great, but things in my house look terrific. That's awesome. why I haven't bought anything for my house ever since I, I've lost weight. But things in my house, I, I really enjoyed buying. And I got like cool stuff from um, Dennis Hopper's estate, like little things, like little knickknacks. Um, but they keep your credit card on file if you don't want to put all of your information in and you're you're all freaked out that you're going to lose things before the 10 minutes. So this was when oh we were doing bitches at the beach when we were going to our friend's house in Connecticut. Yep. And I like that's back when my dog was sick and I had more money than sense, so I think I was doing a lot of retail therapy to make myself feel better that we were at the end of the dog's life but I was gone for a couple of days and I bought like something new every single day over the month of July. So every day My, yeah and <laughs> like it would just be something little because i was redoing a okay. room and they send things like they package things beautifully so things would be like all wrapped up Aww. so like a little item the size of your fist might be in a box you know that's like 10 by 10 by 10 so like things would come in big boxes so i was gone for a couple of days and i came back and while i was gone in july the credit card i had on file expired so one king's lane was holding everything until i put in my new credit card information so i did and everything i had ordered shipped on the same day uh -huh. i was getting like i was getting pictures from email from fletch who said he couldn't open the front door <laughs> because it was six by six by six of all the things that i had bought and he was like i'm turning off your credit card <gasps> I, I, he was I, I, i'm turning it off so and he had to haul it all in and then it was like christmas when i got home and i got to open all of these boxes of like tiny knickknacks oh my god that's a lot. i'm sure i get to see fletch right now i'm sure he was so pleased he was just like what what is going what on with you fuck, dude like what is all this shit because when you when you buy stuff and and you know you can sneak one box in a day two boxes in a day but when there are 30 boxes that take up your entire front porch that raises some eyebrows i love it so you know i my my bet is that most of the growth is coming from everyone being addicted to hgtv because i don't think we're alone make america hate again i think the growth comes from being able to get good stuff everywhere there there are so many places to get good things now i mean again go to target their home aisle is amazing now are you an ikea person you know what? If you went to my kitchen right now, you'd find a lot of little knickknacky things that are from Ikea, but I'm not so much an Ikea furniture person. Although I will tell you, one of my favorite things to do is to go to open houses, um, just of houses that are for sale. Okay. And I went to some in Wicker Park some years ago. And really, I like to keep abreast of the real estate market, but I also like sense. to see how people are decorating their homes. What kind of fixtures do they have? Because I'm always thinking about putting new fixtures in my house and it's a great way to stay on top of it. So I went to this $2 million house, I believe in Wicker Park. Wow. It was beautiful. I bet. Beautiful. But the kitchen was great. It was like this contemporary, like sort of metal kitchen and it was awesome. 
that was like, this kitchen looks super familiar. And I was like, why does this kitchen look familiar? And I realized that they had done their whole kitchen in Ikea. And I'm in thinking, a $2 million house? In a two mi- But here's the thing. This is why people think we sound pretentious, by the way. This is probably <laughs> the reason. But, but I'm not above it. I'm going to tell you. Because right. the kitchen was beautiful. And I had never really given thought to, hey, I'll do my whole kitchen in Ikea. Only because, you know, I see, I bought bookshelves from Ikea before. And, uh, right. It's sheer carpentry to right. put that shit together. Have you ever tried to put something together from Ikea? No, that's like why you need I have a degree. Flesh. Well, um, this is my idea for a show. My idea for a show is to get people who have just started dating. Number one, send them to <laughs> Ikea, which always sounds like a bit like you're all excited. I'm going to go to Ikea. And then you get there and you're like, oh, this is a hassle. And it's this is everyone's a nightmare. pregnant in there. So I'm like, oh, don't drink the water. Yes, yeah. everyone is pregnant. But so you, you send them to Ikea and you make them buy furniture and then they come back and they assemble it. And if they can assemble it without murdering each other, if they have good teamwork, then they're meant to be. Do they eat those Swedish meatballs while they're there? I would. Do they eat that like frozen yogurt? Also, I don't know. I always get so many um, meatballs with the lingonberry sauce that, that we never get dessert. What the hell is lingonberry? They're like a small cranberry. It's one of okay. my favorite I favorite just, things. I just never knew. I don't eat meat. I don't eat red meat. So, yeah, but, but a I lingonberry get the, is a berry. But I get no. The, the, you don't get the meatballs. The meatballs. Oh. So, but I, I get the frozen yogurt. Anyway, how have we gotten on food? It's me. Because mm. um, maybe I'm hungry. Mm. But all back to all this to say that um, that's a good idea for a show because that would really test. Because people would hate each other. They would hate each other because I'm telling you what, nothing divides a couple more than putting together some crazy shit that doesn't look the way it's supposed to at the end of the day. I mean, see, we have it worked out in my house. I go away and Fletch does it. Yeah. If I'm there helping him or coaching him, that's it. We're over. Yeah. It's done. It's, you know, it's been a great 24 years, but now I have to go. Right. I mean, the way we kind of stay together is I don't test our relationship with things that will <laughs> cause us to have arguments. Guaranteed like failure. Putting, like, I, I redid closets with the Alpha system with with I heard that works store. well. How did it, you do? I loved it. I love it. But the only way I love it, my whole office is in it, but the only way I love it is if someone else installs it. Mm. Because I got this grand idea. I did three... I did two closets and a room at one because they have that sale every year. Like yeah, a 30% yeah. In off January, sale. and I don't do it any other time because otherwise that shit's expensive. Nobody but, does. Yeah, only do the sale. Like that's the only way it's even remotely economical. But I was thinking, let's save some more money, right? Maybe I'll have Lee install. Oh, Jesus. and then I thought. And then at the same time, I thought, no, I'm going to save my relationship. This is Lee with his problem-solving skills. When you had you, you had some surgery, and he was thinking about the stairs. He's like, so am I going to need to bring some guys over to carry you up the oh stairs? Like, God. how many men do you think it takes to carry Gina? Well, yeah, that's what that was his solution. I'm going to get some some guys over, like. I'd had a surgery where I wasn't supposed to walk stairs. And so his idea was to have a good, like four of his friends like guys. come over. Like your tech guys that load in for I'm shows. Like, How much do I weigh? I was like, no, we don't need all Do you that. weigh more or less than a Marshall Stacks amp? I, I'm curious. You know, I weigh about <laughs> as much as a subwoofer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway, anyway. So places like Ikea 
Um, what's nice about Ikea is that you can get really good contemporary items that are trendy for a great price And that's the reason why people flock to Ikea mm -hmm. and that's the reason why I go to Ikea because that trendy stuff I don't like to spend a whole lot of money on right. Um, I like stuff that's classic with an edge but I mean, Otherwise, you're gonna be stuck with it forever like the avocado green and mustard <laughs> yellow uh, Their harvest gold kitchen exactly that nobody got rid of because they paid too much goddamn money for it right. So like if you go to Ikea then for the little knickknacky stuff you have you don't feel bad about throwing it away so, but places like that make it easy to stay on trend. Now I have a list here from House, mm -hmm. and we'll post the link to our Facebook page about what the big trends are for 2017. And, and would you like to guess? I'm trying to think of what I'm tired of. I'm trying to like what I wouldn't like to see. Um, what do I not like to see? I, you know, I don't actually go anywhere, so there's nothing I hate <laughs> right now. Okay. I only see things in my house. So here's what's gonna be in. Okay, so. Those playful pendant lamps. I don't know what that means. Like those ones that will hang over the bar stool that are cute, that are the blown glass. Oh, with the... Edison bulbs. Yeah. I like... hate Edison bulbs. Why? I don't know. It's just well, one of those things that I hate. Do they still do Edison bulbs though? Everybody. I've seen Edison bulbs everywhere. Well, I've in those magazines. Cute little blown glass. I, I fantasize about those blown glass sort of like bulb covers that are cute that kind of hang from well Fletch you know he just found two chandeliers that I bought in the basement he's like when did you buy chandeliers I'm like that's a good question well, sure. and he yeah. said what were you going to do with them and I said I don't know <laughs> so oh, hang on we got coffee McCofferson <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. so he's like what are you going to do with these two pendant chandeliers and I'm like I do not recall and I think it was um I think I saw a bathroom that I liked when we went on a Savannah trip like four years ago and I said oh well let's redo the bathroom and I'll get these chandelier lights now so no one has done a, a damn thing in the bathroom but someday we have little chandelier lights little pendant lights so I'll be on trend I was you know ahead what? of my time. I love a sassy little chandelier. I have two of them if you want them. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I think they're super cute. Okay, another thing is black steel glass doors for like front doors and shower doors, etc. That in. looks kind of cool. It, it's got a whole British phone booth sort of vibe. The, it, the ones that I've seen like that I like. It does, but they'd have to be specific. I don't know. I have to... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But here's one I do like. An emphasis on the laundry room. That just seems very competitive mommy blogger to me. You know, like, who has the best laundry room? I think the best person is someone who doesn't have to do laundry. Well, there's that. But I also, I love a laundry room. I have no children. So I love a laundry room that's, like, bright and clean. Your and laundry is in the basement, right? It is, and it sucks. So you have to go all the way from the second floor with your dirty clothes. Mine doesn't suck. Like, if I could have a laundry room on the second floor, I would totally do it. It's just not how my house is constructed, so I have to live with it. So what I'm doing is putting in a really cute laundry room. With areas for hanging things that don't oh, necessarily be nice. go in the dryer, nice little shelves that I can conceal all of the the detergents and the OxyClean, all this other stuff I use, and just I just love a laundry room. Do you your laundry room's off the the kitchen? It's off the kitchen, so it's a, it's it's a mud room, I mean, and the it's, cats it's like big. It. That yeah, that's the cat's lair. There's a big counter. There's cabinets. Yeah, there's the, the, the beer fridge. We've got the we got the fancy washer and dryer like five years ago. They're yeah. red. I don't know what kind they are, but they're red. That was the only thing that was important to me. That they were like well, lipstick pretty. red. They're beautiful. Yeah, and they, they well they always I was gonna say they work well, but no, I'm smelling my shirt right now, and it smells like mildew because the thing smells like mildew because apparently you're supposed to clean it but i don't know how and well, that's not my job you have the one of the first models of the front loaders okay 
And that's the reason. So those front loaders are funny, they're tricky because they, the certain amount of liquid will stay in them. Ah, and that's what causes the mildew. So you have to totally clean them. Now they have front loaders where the water drains into some little like drawer ah. and you can pull it out. So now they've perfected the technology, which is the reason why I didn't get front loaders yet because I'm they, they, I don't know. Well, they've got that weird rubber ring around them too. And I remember um, once talking about my washer and I got a comment from somebody on Facebook on, on my fan page, a woman who had a little kid and she found 35 baby <laughs> socks stuck all around and she like took a picture of it and laid it out and she told her husband like, and I'll wash them. And he's like, no, you're not going to wash these. You're going to go put these in the garbage right now. I think, you know, this is one of the reasons that I love Facebook as a, as a quick aside, like just connecting with people to see that you are really not alone in some of the stupid things that you do. Like the day that I was pulling out of the garage, Fletch was in the garage doing something on the car and I hit the garage door with the, with the side view mirror. And I posted that because he was just disgusted with me. And one lady said she did the same thing and she heard the crunch and all she could think of <laughs> in her head was, please let that be a kid. Please let that be a kid. <laughs> oh my God want her husband seeing her just hitting the garage door it wasn't a kid but that's why i love facebook, facebook hey, is great. you can give us a comment you can comment on anything we've said on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash stories we tell in bars anyway so yes. what what are some of the other trends okay. so uh new uses for beige but what's <sighs> I, I, I had to chase a lot of beige out of my house. Even though we have the, like, the crazy, crazy wallpaper, there was a lot of beige, too. There was just, I needed to bring some rooms up and some rooms down. See, I'm not so beigey. I like more gray. I'm, I'm a mm. gray fan. I think gray is awesome. Um, in a I house. like it in other people's houses, but it does. It, gray is not warm enough for me. See, I like it in my house. I, well, I, I, mean, I, I don't can't, You don't see any here. I, I would like to, this whole room to be. I, I love gray because I think gray is such a sleek, neutral. I could color. paint this room for you in a day. Well, I'd I'm like for you to come do it. that. I'm good at. It. I'm a great, great if you painter. Like to do that, I, am, I can. I, am, I can freehand like right. the trim. I'm good. Listen, hey, one of our next podcasts could be Jen painting <laughs> my house. We'll see. Um, also, white and wood in the kitchen. Now, I I was um, talking about Fletch about stuff to do in the kitchen. He would very much like a kitchen that's white and wood, but he gets no vote on anything aesthetic in our home because there was uh, there was a time, I don't know, like four or five years after we'd gotten married and we'd gotten some, some bedding on our registry and we went to, I am not kidding you, 20 stores to look at things and he had something negative to say about every single thing that I liked. And finally I said, well, what is it that you like about our current bedding? And he's like, oh, I don't know what it looks like. Okay, you've just lost a vote forever. <laughs> You never get a say ever again in anything that has to do with home decorating. <gasps> That's hilarious. You're done. Well, sorry. You know, we'll Thanks for playing. Exactly. Bye-bye now. Um, the other what thing else? is... What else is big? Hexagonal, hexagonal tiles. Like the penny? The I like those. Like several sides. Like not I, like Yeah, penny. those are neat. Yeah. I like to see those. Pretty. They're pretty. They're retro. Yeah, they are. In an interesting retro. way. They are. Um, also, traditional vanities are no... House suggested that she repurpose a dresser or convert a, a file cabinet. Which, <laughs> sorry, I can't. Yeah, because a Ooh. lot of people don't get enough in the office. They would like to take a dump in the file room. That's that's what people want. Some people do take dumps in the file room. Well, but I think I not know. intentionally, maybe. Um, and finally, modern bar, bar stools, like the really cool, sleek modern yeah. ones, 
they're quote unquote the jewelry of the kitchen. Okay. They're the, the ultimate <laughs> accessory. So I could see like a cool bar stool maybe with those cute little pendant lights over the island. That would be cute. That would be That's cute. cute. Okay, I can picture but, that. But you know, I need a bar stool that I want to sit on. Your bar stools are left over from American Idol. You have the same not, bar stools that had the sheet the, the seats of shame. Oh, not anymore. I got oh. rid of those. Oh, okay. I but do you have one still left by the door. You had the seats of shame from when people were getting voted off American have Idol. The seats of shame, and I got rid of those. They were cool at the time. I didn't say they weren't cool. But they're not, said, not, not so much anymore. But they're just. But you sit on that and you're a loser. Yeah, but I don't have those. Or anymore. potentially, yes. You can't. You can see right in there. Um. Yeah. No, I don't have those anymore. So I think that house may actually. Um, take itself a little too seriously but i'm calling do. things the jewelry of the kitchen yeah, yeah. that's a little that's a, that's a bit yeah. much so anyway oh with that i think that we should take a quick break and when we return with the binge portion of our show we will discuss our favorite hgtv shows Yay. I, for one, am tired of being divided. We have individual DNA, multiple countries of origin, and sometimes radically opposing political views. But the one thing we all have in common? We all have skin. And whether your skin tone is dark or light, you deserve healthy, beautiful skin. And that's where Naturals by Gina B comes in. Our products are comprised of ingredients that you can actually pronounce. There are no parabens, no artificial fragrances, yet, we have rich, emollient, decadent products that will contribute to beautiful, moisturized skin that will last for hours and actually get better over time. So to learn more about us, please visit us at naturalsbygenab.com. Your skin will love you for it. Welcome back to the binge portion. If you've forgotten, you are listening to stories we tell in bars with myself, Gina B, and Jen Lancaster, my amazing co-host. Yay. And we are talking about, really, we're talking about HGTV and home shows and which, things we love. Which we, I, I'm obsessed, you're obsessed, we're obsessed. It's, ergo, everyone is obsessed. That's right. Now, you know, I didn't realize exactly how many shows are on HGTV when I was you know, going through the listings because I always watch the same couple. I love House Hunters. I love House Hunters International. Um, love it or list it. And Tiny House Hunters. <laughs> now, there's so much to unpack with these few shows that I can't get I, I can't even get into the ones with the adorable feuding couples who flip houses. I'm kind of I'm kind of past those. But which ones do you watch? Are you with the with the with the couples? Yeah, you know what? I still I love Flip or Flop with the original because I still love. Was that Christina the one with the guy that, that cheated on his wife? Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Um, but I still love them, and I think the, are they still working together? They are, from what I understand. That's awkward. Well. From what I, I saw an interview with her, with Christina El Musa, and she said that they began working together. They met working together in a real estate capacity. So this is sort of what they know. Okay. So they feel like they can do it. I mean, I guess the key is maybe they've both moved on. I have no idea. But I still like their dynamic on the show. I don't think I've ever actually watched that you show. You should watch it. Uh, just 
go back, you know, and watch it a little bit because they always do an amazing, an, an really an amazing job of the okay. houses, and largely because Christina, I think, has a great decorating eye. Okay. And I, I find that Christina is actually the brains behind that operation. Okay. It's sort of didn't, how I look at it. Didn't that guy have like a goiter or cancer and that viewers oh are like, gosh. hey, you got cancer yeah. and he didn't notice? There was a woman, this is interesting. So he had like some sort of lump around his neck area and a woman who, and forgive me if I'm misquoting this, but I believe one of the viewers is a nurse. Okay. And she, Probably a lot of viewers are nurses. Yeah, but one particular one wrote in and I don't know how her note got to him or however, but she said, you know, you really should check that out because it looks like it's kind of ominous and turns out it was a cancer situation and he got it removed. And so he didn't notice it? He didn't, I'm sure he probably noticed it, but he probably didn't think of it as something ominous or dangerous or malignant. And See, now, I'm sorry. I just, I don't trust his judgment now. <laughs> you have cancer on your face and you don't notice it? I, it's like, I, how do you, how can you handle I'm my sorry. foundation if you don't know yeah, you have cancer yeah. on your face? Yeah. But, you know, I have a really interesting, um, I have loved House Hunters from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And back in the day means when Suzanne Wong was the... Oh, yeah. Do you remember her? Yes, yes, She's yes. She's cutie. Now... I'll tell you my Suzanne Wong story really briefly. So I was blogging because one day I saw Star Jones hosting that show. What? And she had totally gotten on my nerves. When did she when when did she host? It was a specific segment and she was hosting it and I blogged and I said, I hope to God that they have not replaced Suzanne Wong with Star Jones because I will stop watching House Hunters, right? And Suzanne Wong who must have some alert when her name pops up somewhere, actually like commented Aww. on my blog. She was so sweet. And, and That's we neat. actually connected. Now we love her. Yeah. No, she is awesome. We're Facebook friends now. Neat. Um, maybe she doesn't remember the story. She could be our night fan. Maybe she would be. <laughs> I'll ask her specifically since she's my Facebook friend. But she was so cool. She goes, oh, hey, it's me, Suzanne Wong. And I was like, shut up. This is not Suzanne Wong. But if someone's going to impersonate someone, it's probably not going to be Suzanne Wong. Probably not. But I just really didn't believe that Suzanne Wong would actually find that blog post and and comment. I thought that was so cool. So anyway, so I I love the show even more. But then I kind of hated it a little bit when she was off the show. Yeah. But I still I still watched it. Um, But if I have my favorite, okay. So I love Flipper Flop. what cracks me up about some of the couples that are on the show is you'll see people like, um, I'm an underwater basket weaver and my wife's a stay-at-home mom and our budget's 900000 Does everybody have an inheritance? Like, I don't understand how this goes down. How does it... I don't, I don't, I don't know how that works. I... It, and tell me how to do it if, if that's the case, because I'm like, give me a budget of a None a of you assholes two. have a job, but you're buying a million dollar house. How does that work? Right. And this is not in the day of like the ninja mortgages. This no. is like, you, you got to go through some shit to You've get gotta one You've got to really have a, a real like financial statement in order to get yeah. a mortgage. And so some of that cracks me up. But then there are the people who don't want to spend any money in their house. It's right. like, you know, my husband's a doctor and I'm a lawyer, but our budget is $172,000. But then you which, need to live in North Carolina because you get good houses there. Or Atlanta. And yeah. even though Atlanta houses are a little more expensive than they used to be. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of funny. I crack up at that. So which one is your favorite if you had to choose? Uh, I still am a house hunters girl. Okay. I I love house hunters international because it's very exciting for me to see what you can get in other countries, even though it took me forever to even travel to another country. I'm never buying a house there. I know this. You never know. No, I think I do know. I think (laughs) I know that I am never buying a house anywhere. Oh, by the way, I just, I 
just made me think of yesterday. We were watching one of the HDTV shows and the guy was a skateboarding professor. I don't know if that meant he was a professor of skateboarding, but or he skateboarded and was a professor. And he Either almost way. like blew the whole deal because he needed to get a skateboarding ramp. I'm like, no, pal, you need to grow the hell up. Oh my like, God, you, I can't. You're I like seen that one. 50. I haven't Stop. seen Stop. I think that was, um, that was on a love it or list it okay. and we hate we hate all of them yeah. now for me my favorite is tiny house hunters Are you serious oh i i love i hate these people yeah but i love this show and i love in the beginning because this is fletch and i agree on so few shows but tiny house hunters we can agree to hate watch together because we hate everyone and we hate everything Uh um because everyone always has ridiculous demands you have a closet you're buying a garden shed shut up you 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 there's no place to store your samovar collection no you, you're gonna live in a closet and shit in a box. You don't get to make choices, you know. So in the beginning, when they ask, "Could you live in a tiny house?" We're always watching during dinner while our mouths are full of pork chops. We're both like, "No, no, no, we can't." Okay, so if you've been living under a rock and you're unfamiliar with this concept. It's the tiny house phenomenon is like a movement that advocates living simply in small homes. And by small homes, in theory, it sounds nice. Well, like 250 square feet—that's smaller than this room. It's smaller than my car. I just, okay, here's what I'll say. If buying a house that's 250 square feet and it enables you to do other things with your life that you find to be more important, like having experiences, etc., works for you, then far be it for me to make a judgment on that. However, I get irritated when these people want things that should be in full-size houses, but they're saying, I want a tiny house. Like, or they have, them, like, four dogs. You right. can't, don't bring an animal into that. No, like, this is no. what pisses me off. It's like... Or worse is when they have cats. It's like, <laughs> you just bought a 250-square-foot litter, litter box. box. Because... And then some of those people, they have... The, the shower toilet situation is super dubious. Like, maybe the, the toilet will be in the shower, so you're sitting on the throne taking a shower. How do you keep the toilet paper dry? You don't. Well, I don't know. This because I have, paper. I have, I have a, a toilet issues. I don't like using public restrooms. And it, God help you if the seat isn't dry. I mean, because we have dogs <laughs> that drink out of the toilets. And if I sit down and it's wet, like, ugh, uh, that's, ugh, that, that makes me, gross. that makes me crazy. So yeah. the fact that you would live some, you would, you would, your primary bathroom, your primary comfort station would perpetually be wet just gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's like using the bathroom at the beach. It grosses me out. Well, the other thing, too, that I was concerned myself with is, like, how do you dispose of that waste? Because if you're a tiny house, generally you're towing your house, your whole house, I, to... I, I am fascinated with the composting systems because there's the composting system and then there's the dry flush where you are literally shitting in a bag. <laughs> oh, my God. Did, did, did we lose a war or something? Like, why is that good? But then then people walk into these tiny houses and they're like, but I wanted a full-size bathtub. Then bitch, get a full-size house. Like, Rent an apartment. I mean, this is something that we also scream, you know, with our mouths full of, you know, cobs of corn. Rent an apartment. Rent an apartment. Or these people that are leaving like, I'm leaving my 2,500 square foot majestic mansion and I'm going to live in a shed. What? No. Wait. The saddest thing I saw was this guy was tiny house hunting in San Francisco. And he ended up paying a half million dollars. 
a what by San Francisco standards is a regular house. It wasn't even really like a classic tiny house. It was just, you just, you bought a house in San Francisco is what you did. And it was behind another house. It was the, the strangest <laughs> thing I oh, ever seen. You know what? I saw that one and his, his bed had to be in the living room and he had to share a backyard with a bunch of hippies <gasps> and he had to walk through a dark alley to get to it. Yeah, he had to walk for like an evening or something to get to his house. And I'm just like, but he was divorced. House you know, he, he cheated divorced. on his wife. He lost everything. <laughs> I hope your assistant was worth it, is all I'm saying. You don't have to shit in a bag, but it's close. But I just was like, why isn't he on just regular house hunters? I didn't understand. Because in San Francisco, what are you even getting for? I mean, but he yeah. paid a half million dollars. I remember that. Thing. I remember that. Anyway, okay. Okay, now, according to an article that I saw on Curbed, this the whole tiny house thing really became a thing after the mortgage crisis in 2008. I mean, so... I don't know what his problem is because he could get a mortgage. He could get a big mortgage. He could just, you know, commute a little bit more. But what's interesting is this whole industry has grown 225% since 2006. Um, I loved this concept when I first saw it, when it was first introduced to me. It was first introduced to me, I think, um, just looking at posts on Facebook, like, you won't believe how much they squeeze into this tiny thing. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. That's really neat. And I grew up, um, my grandparents, when they retired, they bought a, a big, like, triple-wide trailer and retired in New Hampshire. So I equated that with trailer living. It was amazing, A triple-wide? But isn't that just a regular house? Well, it's a house that moves. It's a house oh. that you can move. Could, but you really it was, move a, could you really move a trailer yeah, that size yeah. without, like, fucking something I mean, you can't, you can't travel in it. Yeah, but I think so. And they had a one acre lot. It was amazing. And then okay, when they bo- they both passed away within within like eleven months of each other, so we got to spend the summer living at the beach in their trailer. So everything was like on seven eighths scale, and everybody had their own bedroom. And it was it was just the coolest thing. So I was like, okay, this is basically a trailer with better PR. I am for this. I like this. And the first couple episodes that I saw of Tiny House Hunters, they were women in their 50s, and they were at this change in life, and they're like, I just want to simplify. And I thought, I don't, I had seen my Facebook blowing up with people that hated these guys, like, just like hate watching Tiny House Hunters and hating everyone on it. And I thought, I don't want to hate watch this. I want to read contemporary women's fiction about these gals who are artists and they're going to live and work in this space and live in the mountains and it's neat. But then, um, then that all changed. What, what do you think? What, why do you think it's big? What do you think of this whole thing? Well, I think we're back to a topic that got us in trouble a few weeks ago, which is millennials. (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of those, we don't hate you. We don't, we don't, but I just, I just can't be up in your tiny house. Um, right. it's, It's, they always want to entertain. They do, but get what, an apartment. Like, like what you said, they don't acquire. They don't. They would rather spend their money very differently. Is really the bottom line mm-hmm. than how we spend our money. So they don't want to really. They want a nice place to be, a place that is ergonomically maybe correct, and in, yeah. in a place that has that makes good use of space. But they don't necessarily need it to be that big or that expensive because they'd rather spend their money on other things. And but you know. I'm sorry, if I'm a parent of a millennial and I have a good-sized lot, no, you can't stick your house in the corner of my... You you know, don't like, live on my lawn. No. I, that just, you know, <laughs> that have goes you really for everyone. At that point? Don't, like, don't, don't, don't live on my lawn. Don't live in my basement. Don't live on my lawn. Right. 
I have very few thing. rules. You've paid $45,000 for this house. Some of them are designed beautifully. Let me just oh, be really yeah. clear. The one, there's <clears> a, there's, I forget which one. I think it's tiny house luxury or tiny house builders. It's one where the people actually build it themselves and they customize it. So some of those have just been incredible. Do you get that this might, from Ikea? <laughs> no, this might be on the DIY network. Okay. That might be a, a show on the DIY. Because I, I, I get them. Because there's a bunch of tiny houses. But this is one, um, it might be like tiny house living. There's one of them where people are building things things themselves and they're doing this incredible job for like fifteen thousand dollars there was one that i saw that was girl that she worked for the circus she was like an aerialist for the circus and she had all these cool things um like all these cool activities and she was able to like store her aerial trap in the house and it was it was beautiful i mean like the ultimate compliment when when i see these shows is like I would, I would Airbnb that. Like that, that's my compliment. Well, I think part of the reason why this is getting so big is that legislation has changed in a lot of places, and so these dwellings can be treated as backyard cottages. Yeah, don't park in my yard. Yeah, don't park in my yard because you know it's somebody's like wealthy sister that gets stuck with all of these assholes living in their yards, (laughs) and uh, and they're so fucking smug. They're all we're saving the earth. What are you doing? And okay, I get that. And I have, like, since all these hurricanes have hit, I have suddenly become the recycling czar. I can hear from 300 yards away if Fletch throws a regular can in the trash now. Because, okay, I'm on board with climate change. I'm on board. You got me. We, we can't have all of these weather events without it, without it having been somehow our fault. So anything that can be recycled... I'm on. Like, you were on FaceTime with mm-hmm. me last week when I was putting a bag in the bag I used to walk the dogs. I'm like, I'm going to pick up trash if I happen to see it. And you're like, good luck with that. Who are you? What have you done with Yeah, Jen? good luck with that. So, okay, I'm on board. So don't say I'm not environmentally conscious. But the people who make me nuts are the families with kids who decide they're going to live tiny. I saw an episode where there was a family of six that were going tiny. Okay, these motherfuckers have four kids. That's so mean. Don't, don't talk to me about, like, how are, number one, how are the parents going to have sexy time without scarring those children for life? There's no walls. There's no walls. Don't talk to me about my impact on the world when I'm not the one who's overpopulating it. Also, I hate the people who plan to take their tiny houses and drive them all over the place. Just, just buy an RV, you moron. <gasps> God. Now, would you ever consider downsizing? Maybe not to this extent. Is this something you would ever, ever do? No, because I'm not that organized. I, I, mean, I, I just I, don't love my husband that much. Listen, yeah. Save the relationship. Mm-hmm. Be in a good-sized house where everybody can have their space. Um, I have too many clothes. And granted, whether or not I need the stuff is a whole different issue. I'm just not that organized. And... I like to move to different rooms and have different environments. Like I like a kitchen where I can actually move around and cook. Yeah. That actually be, there would be a couple things that would stop me from doing it. One is the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I have a, I just, I love to cook. And so I need to be able to move around my kitchen and actually like cook. My kitchen right now, I think, is... is See, I would love to have space to entertain because you know that I would go agoraphobic if you guys would let me. Oh, absolutely you would. So, yeah, you need a space to entertain. I like having a closet, and I don't have the closet that I want now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm thinking my house right now does not fulfill my needs, and much less if I went... Like, if I went to a quarter of the size of it, I just don't think it would work. I like having specialized Um, room for specialized things. I do, too. And... 
You know, people may think that's wasteful, but I, I don't know how to help you. But yeah, but I we just, don't have, you know how many kids we have? And zero, zero, you know? And I'm also not dragging a pet into that. Or, or nine pets, or however many or how pets. how many ever. Like this one woman was like, well, I need room for my ferrets. Or well, Did you see that one? <laughs> was this chick had ferrets? I was like, no. are you serious right now? Yeah. Well, she's, again, not going to have to worry about dating. <laughs> no, she don't have to worry about dating at all. So this actually might be a good spot for a break before we come back to finish off the show by discussing love it or list it. So, you still here? Haven't visited us yet, right? Okay, well you have time and I'm going to provide you with an incentive. If you want healthy, beautiful skin, just visit us at naturalsbygenab.com and use the promo code STORIES for 15% off of your first order. Once again, your skin will love you for it. See you there. Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and me, Jen Lancaster. We've reached our last call segment where we're going to finish up talking about Love It or List It. Okay, so if you don't know about Love It or List It, it's this great show where a couple or a family or whomever decides that they are sick of their house. And so a designer and a real estate agent come and visit them. The late, what's her name? She's like Hildy Light. She's, yeah, but she's, she's good. light, but she's good. What is, if you had not asked me, I could have told she's British. Yeah, I like her. But there are a couple different Love It or List It casts Oh, now. I've only seen the one cast. There's like two or something. I did not know that. Um, one of them, I think, used to be on The Bachelorette. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so there's David and Hillary. Hillary. Is she also Hillary? Yeah, she's, she's Hillary. also Hillary. There's Hildy and then there's Hillary. So it's David and Hillary. So the ones that I like are David and Hillary. Yeah, me too. And... They, Hillary's goal is to try to restructure the house, like for renovation, to make it livable for the, for the family. Because it's always somebody had a baby or they've got a mother-in-law suite or they want a bigger kitchen. They want to, everyone wants an open concept. I have had enough of the open concept. Everybody wants open concept. I want my kitchen in the back where you don't have to smell it when you walk in. Mm -hmm. But... So then David's goal is to show the couple or family, whomever houses that will make them want to just move and abandon their original home. So at the end of the day, so the whole time they're sort of fighting like, no, I want them to love it. No, I want them to list it. Exactly. So it's just the struggle and, and Hillary's like talking shit and David's talking shit. And so at the end they're presented with their home, the value of their home, after renovation and there's always something structural wrong with these homes have you noticed that like oh every single time (laughs) they give these budgets okay so for fifty thousand dollars i want you to add an entire floor i want you to make an open concept build out the west wing exactly so they have these ridiculous like demands for their budgets and then hillary will go in and say but your entire basement's full of asbestos so now we have to remove your house is sinking the episode we saw with the skateboarding professor your house is sinking well i really want a skateboard ramp that's more important to me than beefing up the kitchen. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I'm so, who do you think you're going to resell your house to, skateboard ma- professor? Maybe he doesn't want to, yeah. Who knows? 
But anyway, so that's the concept of the how. I mean, the concept of the show. Now, the thing that is so significant about this show is that every single homeowner on this one is particularly contemptible. It's like nobody is grateful, nobody's happy, and they bitch about everything always. Do you think it's the editing that makes every single one of these homeowners so contemptible? Or is it because they're living through a renovation, which can make you salty? Well, I think it's reality TV. So, but you've lived through a renovation in your bathroom upstairs. How was that? It was annoying. It was kind of a nightmare because I had people sort of in my bedroom. It was Mm -hmm. the master bedroom. And so imagine if you've got strangers, I had it sort of walled off with plastic. Um, but the contractors I liked, Yeah. So it was controllable. I mean, it wasn't, I knew it was going to be a nightmare. I walked into it knowing. Right. So after it was over, it was fine. But I think that in in this case, you have one party who doesn't really want the renovation and you have one party who does. And so I think the one taints the other. Right. And then... Whoever is the most dominant person is the one who wins. Exactly. Every single time. Every single episode. But I also think that because she's finding so much shit wrong with the house. Right. Like that. You need to burn this thing to the ground. (laughs) Some of them need to just raise the entire house. No, but if if you're told you can't get the kitchen you want because you've got a crack in your foundation, even though you know good and well that you need to fix the crack in your foundation, that really means you're not ultimately getting the kitchen you want. So that makes you a little grumpy, right? Right. You get a little cranky. So that's why. Right. Now we, when we lived in um, the rental house on Altgeld, there was there was a problem with the shower and uh, this contractor came in and what was supposed to be a week long job lasted more than two months with him like not showing up with him working like an hour and then, Oh, I've got to go get my daughter. So we like, we didn't have a master bath for two full months and it wasn't like we were getting the benefit of, Oh, when this is all done, this is going to be great. We were renters. Oh, yeah. We were renters, and it was a nightmare. And that house we were was crazy anyway, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that thing was sinking. Yeah. That thing Your was, house was sinking. Super. Like it was just completely uneven at one point. Oh, absolutely, yeah, it, it was. was. Crazy. Yeah, because it, it was old, and it was right by the expressway, and the thousand trucks went by every day. And I think it honestly was shaking the house into the ground. Like everything was wrong with it, which is why ultimately we we went to a different rental house, and we didn't buy that one because originally our plan was to buy you it. You wanted to buy that cute. house. We really loved it because it had so many cat. You the first thing you pointed out, I remember when I came over the first time was look how many cabinets we have because you had like something like 30 there were 47 47 there were 47 cabinets, cabinets in the kitchen it was so well designed in that sense yeah but then structurally it was a whole well, yeah, mess structurally, <laughs> except for the fact that the foundation was cracked and then if you remember we had that big storm and the back porch began to separate and it became a health hazard and mm-hmm. the back porch is where I was writing and I had a book due um, and I remember just working out there with all of this mold thinking I this mold is super penetrating and I am a genius and Fletch is like no I think it's killing you I I think you're gonna die Um, (laughs) so when the guys came in in hazmat suits that's when we eventually like oh I guess we have to move because we can't have a house that's sinking where half of it has separated from the the back porch has seceded from the rest of the house and we we couldn't have that it was a hot mess I just remember that yeah it was it was bad now when I watch when I watch shows like this I I because I'm just who I am, I always want to know what's real and what's not. So do you remember when we filmed that episode of the Samantha Brown Travel Show? That yeah, was like 10 years ago. That was a long time ago. That's when we went to the baseball game. Right, right. And we went to the Cubs game across the street in one of those right. private 
um, private houses and was upstairs and it was really cool. But if you remember when we met the producer, they were like, okay, here's Sam, you know, nice to meet you, et cetera, et cetera. And they said, you're going to meet Sam again right. on camera because there's reality nodding his head yes and then there's reality nodding his head no it's like so we're gonna cheat it because we're trying to tell a story right yeah they they do a lot of that on reality shows and yeah. they, they i've been on a few at this point and that was a, oh i forgot you did yeah. that the whole Ilya. i did a yamla fix my life what kind of stuff did they do to that wasn't real in in that one well they just wanted us to have conflict and they really wanted conflict from me. You weren't going to give them that. Well, because I didn't really have con. I mean, truth be told, I mean, we there were thing we were arguing the six brown chicks. And right, right. If, if case anybody's interested, the, the episode is called "Fix My Backstabbing Friends," and it's from the very first season. And Gina's the one who was not good at hugs. I was not good at hugs because <laughs> I just really didn't understand why people were crying. Um, and we'd already talked through the whole issue. It was um, right. this woman uh, who I one of our six brown chicks, her husband was dying at the point, And we'd already kind of worked through it ourselves as a group. But Iyanla wanted to create a scene. So I mean, it's she, very sad, but it's also it was really good TV. Really sad. And it was good TV, except for I wasn't really. I mean, the producer's goal was to make me cry. I can't imagine which, you cry. No, they're, which wasn't going to happen. They're going to have to try harder than that. And it became a joke toward the end of the, the thing. Producer's like, okay, what do we have to do to make you cry? I'm like... Nothing. Punch me in the so, face. I don't know. Much. But I mean, it was it was a good experience. But yeah, they they do they try to create conflict because the whole point is conflict, and they they put you in conflict, and they they try to pit you against each other. So reality isn't always real. I always call it lab rat TV. Yeah. Because it's not reality. It's putting people in adverse situations and seeing how they behave. It's I really think that's why I like the show Unreal so much after being such a fan of The Bachelor. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? I did at okay. your suggestion. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. I, and I think that's why, because you really see like behind the curtain. And what I have found out about Love It or List It, according to anonymous sources on Reddit, uh-huh. so you know it's true, <laughs> number one... Nobody actually wants to list their place. They want the free renovation. Is it free, though? Well, I think, at number two, the show only pays half of the renovation price. But the kicker is, not only do the homeowners have to fork over the rest, but the show is who decides what does and doesn't get done. Oh. I mean, so that's the price that you pay. And number three, they only use one set of contractors, and they film every single episode in a central location. So... If in your house, if for some reason things don't get done, the show wraps and they don't come back to finish your house for like months and months, if at all. But wait, so what happens when like they show the finished the finished house? Apparently the house is never finished. I'm, I'm using air quotes yeah. here. Um, there's always something else to be done, but it's, a TV, it's about a TV show. It's not about actually renovating something. That's really interesting. Yeah. Someone actually told me that they shoot two endings. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's another thing, too. They shoot the love it and the list it. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can still make a decision. So anyway, so for you listeners, would you consider going on that show? Um, let us know on our Facebook page. Now, okay, I read this piece also on Country Living uh, written by Rebecca Shinners. And it said that a lot of times homeowners who say they're going to list, like I said, they shoot two endings, they don't actually leave. I feel manipulated. (laughs) Well, some of those houses don't look like they're for sale either. I wonder if they really are. Here's a little trick I learned from house hunters. I don't want to blow anyone's little, little secret, but, and I don't want to ruin anyone's experience, but 
house hunters, if you see, they see the three houses, mm-hmm. right? The only ones that are really for sale are the ones that have no furniture. Really? So if you see them looking at a house so that people furniture don't, in it, don't... you know that that's not going to be the right one. Because when they start the journey, they start the house hunter's journey, the, the contestant or whatever you call them has already closed on the house. Oh, I didn't know that. So at the end, they're kind of pretending like they're making a choice, but they've already made the choice. But, but the house couldn't be on the market with, with furniture in it? Well, it usually isn't. They're usually just showing a house. Interesting. Yeah. So just keep that in mind hmm. when you watch. So it sort of spoils it for me because I'm like, oh, they're not going to buy the house. The house has furniture in it. So. I st- I'm not going to stop watching. I, 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 I still watch. Oh, I feel me, I do. violated. And sometimes, though, they have a couple houses with no furniture, so it is a kind of a surprise sometimes. Hmm. So there we go. I feel violated, but I'm not going to stop watching. So do you feel inspired now to tackle your own home renovations? Um, you know what? I, yes, I'm inspired only because I see possibilities. And what I like about HGTV is that that's what I, I go there for possibilities and design ideas. So am I looking forward to it? Absolutely not. Cause I know it's going to be a freaking nightmare, but years I'm, ago when my friend, when Fletch and I were looking at places and one place was a fixer upper before we ever figured out where we wanted to live and what we wanted to buy. Um, my friend said, now if you're considering home renovations, I want you to take a bag of flour, five pound bag of flour and shake it out over every single one of your possessions because that's what it's like mm-hmm. every day living in a house that's under renovations. And I thought, I do not care for that. Well, you can guard against it. So when I was getting the master bathroom done, I before they did anything, I put up heavy sheets of plastic. And that, that made a difference. That made all the difference. Huh. Yeah, all the difference over the closets and everything. So I was like, look, you people aren't going to be in here like just ruining my stuff. They and, just ruined our stuff when we had the bathroom fixed. Yeah, but you've got to you've got to tell the contractors early that that's really it's not acceptable. So we didn't know. They don't care. But yeah, but if you know, then you just you just put a plastic, heavy plastic, not just a hefty bag, not just I'm a fake shower curtain. Like, no, heavy plastic, and that it still won't keep it all the way out, but at least it'll make it okay better. So no, so. what are your plans for what do you what do you want to do here? My basement's not finished. So I want to finish the basement, and I want to have a really nice media room. Um, have you ever had any flooding down there? I mean, no. because flooding, like, I'm just, mm-hmm. have you seen the footage from Houston where yes. people are just driving down streets, and there's everything they own is on the curb? And because I'm such a garbage picker, like, I'm just, I'm watching this stuff, like, this is so tragic. Wow, I'd like that. This is so tragic. How would I get that? Right. You know, and you can't because you've got to destroy it because it's going to have mold. But right. still in my head, I'm like, I would really like that a lot. No, and it's I terrible, don't. and I'm sorry. Well, Lee's place flooded when we first started oh, dating. Oh, I remember, remember that. That, that my made birthday. her break the relationship. Yeah, that was really a relationship tester because Lee's place flooded, and it was like, like an two exercise. two feet of water, wasn't it? Five feet of water. <gasps> it was an exercise in watching mold grow, and it was because he owned this building on the west side, and he lived in the quote-unquote garden department, which is essentially the basement, and... Water was just, it was disgusting. Water like kind of backed up to it's the west side. It's not clean water. And it was It's not like so, an indoor swimming pool all of a sudden. So nasty. I mean, the saving, the couple saving graces, um, one of them was he was planning on moving out of there anyway. Okay. So a lot of stuff we had packed up and moved Good. upstairs. All right. A lot of his stuff was here already at my house. Um, and so some of the stuff that he wanted to keep, but a lot of stuff like studio equipment got <sighs> destroyed. Um, but luckily, now he's basement phobic, which is a whole different story. But Oh, I can see... 
how do you not become basement? He does not want a damn thing in a basement ever again in his life. And, you know, if I ever want to scare him to death, I'll put something in the basement. That's like my (laughs) little punishment. But I don't do that very often because I'm not that mean. But no, never had flooding here in my basement. So, but I'm also not an idiot. So I'm going to keep concrete floors in the basement. And I'm going to be very judicious about. Oh, you're going to do like the polished concrete? Yes, that's pretty. I'm super excited about that. Will you get it heated at least? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because that's also going to be a problem if you don't. We come here for Thanksgiving. Your floors are the coldest floors on in Christendom. Okay. Well, then they'll be heated. Look at Lee smiling. Yeah, he knows. Well, Lee, yeah, (laughs) Lee doesn't even like to be downstairs in the first floor because he feels like it's so cold. So I'll have to make sure it's nicely heated. But yeah, I'm going to do heated floors, and which should actually make this floor a lot. Warmer. And you'll do a big fancy laundry room. And I'll do my laundry room that I'm excited about nice. with Carrera Marble. I'm excited about that too. When does it start? Have you you got the plans pulled? I don't do have you? the plans. The I'm waiting for one more iteration of the plans to okay. be done. My architect is. I talked to him the other yeah, day. Didn't he forget the bathroom last time? <sighs> Bless his heart. Yes, he forgot <laughs> the bathroom. I was like, dude, we forgot. Yeah, we, and we, the bathroom is going to be very special down there because I want a steam shower. Oh, nice. I love to steam. Well, so. I remember when Fletch and I lived in a townhouse. This was before I met you. But um, we lived in a townhouse. It was three floors. And there was no bathroom in the first floor. And I always kept talking about, like, well, can we just put a bucket in the pantry? And Fletch is like, no. No. <laughs> no, oh, we can't. The power room is essential on the first yeah. floor. Because, we're, you know, people are here. Like, where people don't go? like to climb stairs. Because sometimes don't. they need some guys to carry exactly. them up. Exactly. You need some guys. How handy is Lee? Can oh, he Lord, DIY today. things? Um, Okay. So, <laughs> so no, so no. Again, the look. I'm sorry, you guys can't see this. Lee thinks he's handy, but yet every time there is something to be done that requires handiwork, Lee does not want to do it. Let me tell you a funny story. So, the nest. I have a nest, and I love the nest because I love. Okay, if you don't know what a nest is, it's the thermostat. I think the nest is Skynet. I think it's watching us because sometimes I walk into the room and it's like, hey, because you know it's, it's daylight savings time that you're walking past it. And you can change like it. That. Like I can be, here's what I do sometimes when I'm traveling. Um, I can turn the heat up in the house when I land at the airport. So by the time I get home, heat's on. Yeah, I, I, I have that capability too, but it, it I don't trust the nest. It bothers me because it has decided that I would like my upstairs 77 degrees when I'm working. And when I work with the door <laughs> shut, Fletch comes in and is like... <laughs> It's like the Amazonian rainforest in here. Like what? I'm like, don't look at me. It's the nest. That is super hot. Like, I want you ever. Okay. It's hot and moist. Well, that's because you have the floors, and it's hard to temper the two floors. My yeah. nest has the same problem. It's hard to temper the house when you've got multiple floors. It's just unless you have a couple systems. So yeah. I get that piece. But the nest, the funny story about it is that I bought the nest because I want, you know, a smart home. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lee, can you install the nest? Oh, well, you know, maybe we'll call Steve. Steve is our handyman, which is okay. a whole different story. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> and so I was like, Steve, I got this nest. He goes, well, I don't, I've never installed one of those before. Oh, that's, and he, where, that's where you get the confidence. He begged off of the installation of the nest. So finally, and it was out of spite. I swear to God, I just, I was mad one day because I had been walking past the nest which I kept out in hopes that somebody would see it. Be inspired. Exactly. And by that somebody, I was hoping it would be Lee. Sure. And it never happened. And so one day I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm installing the nest. And I did so <laughs> with perfection, right? I installed the nest. So Lee woke up because Lee's usually like sleeping in because... He puts the Lee in sleep. He does. And, you know, Nero fiddled while we're burned, but whatever. <laughs> so 
I install a nest. At least I go, you install a nest. I was like, yeah, look at this. This bitch is beautiful. You did it all yourself. I did it all myself. That's did very impressive. All myself. Okay, so it wasn't really that hard. Oh. So then take take the win. Gina. Oh, okay. I'll take I'll take it. But you know what? I did install the nest, and it, it isn't. It really wasn't as hard as I thought. But more importantly, I was happy because the nest was installed. Yeah. Like, at that point, I didn't really freaking care who did it. I just wanted it. I wanted it done. So then Lee bought a property. He bought a rental. Well, he uses it for Airbnb. And it did not come with a updated thermostat. And okay. I said, oh, well, maybe you can get a nest. And so he was being funny. And he said, well, maybe you can install it for me. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get the nest and we're going to walk by it for 18 months. <laughs> and then I'm going to install it. Right. But that didn't happen. I actually, I did install the nest in Lee's income property. FYI. So That's I am very, a very nest impressive. installation specialist to add to my description. <laughs> It just so anyway. it, it, it still bothers me. I don't like when I walk by it and it has suggestions for me. Like <gasps> you can keep your opinion to yourself. Right. I don't I don't like it. So I mean I guess I guess like the whole being handy thing, mm-hmm. that's the upside to, to life. I mean there's lots of upsides to life with Fletch, but that's the upside to life with Fletch. But it's also we have a lot of the same things going on that he, he can do anything, but it will take him six to eighteen months. If you've been on our back porch at all any time in the last three years, you notice that there's a screen missing mm-hmm. and that he started this rescreening project and then he lost steam and he's like, Well I've been busy well, you had that year that you were contracting and then you had three months before you got another job. So don't tell me you've been busy when I know for a fact that you had three months off doing nothing. Um, well, do you know what the thing about Fletch is? And this is what I've learned knowing you guys for as long yeah. as I have. Fletch is just meticulous. Yes. And so if Fletch can't do a perfect job, he will not do it. Yes, like the dresser took him six weeks to repaint. Exactly. Because, because he, he had to re-engineer it Terminator style, like or $6 million <laughs> man style. But that's because he's meticulous. Yeah. So I have appreciation for that, even though it takes a little longer than you want, but that's kind of his deal. He will never do anything wrong or half-assed, but... I don't like watching a lot of HGTV with him because I don't want him getting ideas. Because no, no. when he takes on a project, that means, well, this is going to throw off our life now for the next two months. Well, he has got an incredible set of tools. Like those yeah, tools he really does. in your basement. Yeah. If, listeners, you guys really. Yeah, he even like is. sold off some of the stuff, like his table saw. Like, well, you, it was $3,000 and you used it once. And it's great that you can put a hot dog in it and it will stop. But it's three thousand dollars, and you've used it once. Right. So maybe you could sell it for two thousand dollars, and then we'd have two thousand dollars, and you know, and just have and, it, and and right. we wouldn't have it. But then we don't use it. Okay. You know, oh, Fletch, you gotta love him. Yeah. So okay, I think that about wraps it up for us. I think so. This has been stories we tell in bars with Gina B and Jen Lancaster. Thank you, DJ Lee Farmer, for mastering the mix. Thank you to our sponsor, Yay. Natural's by Gina B. And of course, we are delighted to be broadcasting on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes and SoundCloud. We've got lots of different distributions for this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you have any suggestions for others, please let us know. If you like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes, and that will help other listeners find us. If you hate us, say nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for more about Jen, visit her, please do, at 
www.jenlancaster.com. Yeah, they wouldn't have known about the WW, so that's a I secret know. I should part. probably <laughs> never say that. Okay, so in keeping with that, you can keep up with me at www.imgina.com. Email us at storieswetellinbars at gmail.com. And on next week's podcast, we are going to cover a topic that we both love so much, and that is pet stories. Our babies. Thank you for listening. Now, you don't have to go home. But you've got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. Well, I'll keep doing every it. Every single time. <laughs>